today um after the events of last weekend uh i guess a couple high profile shootings and um one in el paso uh, we have dayton ohio i think there might have been another one that weekend mm-hmm. um i'm not sure though i think but, it was florida yeah so we kind of want to do uh touch on a few topics surrounding it uh, the fallout um the media reaction the everything else that's Mm -hmm. just uh, popping up right now. Uh, (laughs) I kind of feel, you know, the need to kind of calm myself down in times like this because everyone seems to be upset at all the wrong things. We were pointing fingers. I mean, people that didn't even commit this crime. And I think that we can have our time to actually just back up and just, you know, all right, we do need to heal, but also I know we want to get angry and all that stuff. And people say, well, you should get angry, but all this pointing, I don't understand how a shooting like this can divide a country. I don't understand it, how we can use this narrative to actually have more division in our, in our country. It's kind of strange. I haven't really seen the division yet. Uh, I've just been trying to catch up on the news, trying to learn everything I can. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just sad like that this happened and, you know, it's more frequent and, you know, you're starting to hear more and more stories where teachers and, and, and parents are telling, hey, if you hear gunfire, you know, drop to the floor and find cover, you know, be very careful. And like when I was a kid, we never were told that by our parents. And I'm sure you never were told that by your parents either. Like that was something we didn't grow up with. And now teachers are preparing you for that in school when your parents are teaching you at home like that's that's a very shocking reality that we now live in mm-hmm. so I, I really think it's hysteria um i don't want to make this like it's not a big deal like a, any sort of violence like this is a very big deal uh any way that we can prevent it is um something that i would be before uh but the division that i was talking about uh beforehand was mainly just political uh right after this happened i mean twitter just lit up with especially the presidential candidates of uh, you know coming out having comments, pointing fingers, uh, you know, having l- little bits and pieces of media, just trying to get their airtime. And I think that's pretty disgusting. First even, of all, even president Obama said something too, like we shouldn't be trusting our leaders at this moment. We got to be honest. It was, it was kind of shocking for him to kind of say, be aware of what your leaders are saying. That's, that's, that was a big thing for me. And that's the whole thing yeah. is that it doesn't matter who's saying it, whoever's in a public eye and is, taking that time to come in the spotlight and like have some sort of comment that's pointing fingers other than the person that actually or the people that committed the crime it it just seems like it's just disgusting me I, I i don't understand how how that's happening so that's where the division is coming from and we're pointing fingers and saying hey it's that side oh it's these people and i see it a lot which yeah. you know a lot of people their opinions are inconsequential but the fact that they're actually putting this into the, it's not just in their head. They're actually putting this online. Um, I saw one post where it's just like, Oh, you know, F this, F that person, F these types of people, F, 
you know, white people, F Republicans, F the NRA. And on like I was looking, I was like, you're doing this all wrong. Like you're trying to, you know, you know, that's just causes more division. I just feel like hatred manifests more hatred. It's a spiraling cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you see that kind of stuff on Twitter, on social media, and there's so much negativity and hate and whether it's directed at a person or you know, multiple persons or groups or whatever, it's just going to create more violence. And the fact that, you know, we're so kind of blinded by this rage that we don't see that, you know, I had a conversation with my parents. I'm like, I'm not going to be surprised if this starts happening more and more where you see younger people just kind of losing it and uh, taking their rage out like this. And Mm -hmm. it's a scary fact. Like I was saying before, when we were children, we never grew up with this. So mm-hmm. for a lot of people, this is new. This is something that it wasn't supposed to be like in the United States, right? We were like, we, you and I were discussing earlier, right? This mm-hmm. is still the ideal place to live. Uh, I don't know about many other countries that have mass shootings like this mm-hmm. and so frequent. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. And I think part of the reason why we think this is happening more often, like the statistics like can show that um, I don't know the hard, hard stats on that. But if we have an uptick in violence, I don't think that um, we are putting our energies in the right places. I think there's a lot of different things that get wrapped up into it and we can probably um, talk about that as we go along. But to bring that back, um, we didn't have information like we did we didn't have these bite-sized pieces of just mm-hmm. you know like that first story these narratives that come out yeah we we didn't have that and um right now uh, there's just a lot of emotion that goes into these narratives where you you for example uh for the dayton um ohio shooting one side will say like oh he was uh, he went and he was a troubled kid or whatever, but he happened to be an Elizabeth Warren supporter. And then for the terrorists in El Paso, had a manifesto that said, like, hey, you know, like, you know, I did this in the name of my beliefs and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, I think that unnecessarily for certain narratives, you just add like a little piece of information that has nothing to do oh. with the story. But right. this is you know, the media trying to trying to take dabs. Mm-hmm. Trying to take jabs, political jabs. And it's like you said, it's disgusting that the fact that they're doing that, right? The narrative is slipping away. Mm-hmm. The real narrative is slipping away, right? Of course. And that's, again, that's that's just the hatred that's kind of spiraling more hatred because that story is going to get replayed and it's going to grab more traction. And then that will become news and mm-hmm. the narrative has changed. Mm-hmm. And that is to blame on just the nature of our society and how we perceive information and how we gather information, how we present information to people. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not to like point anyone out or call anyone out, but it's like a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. Why would you change that? Why would you try and change that horror that should burn into our minds and make us realize that should not happen anymore. We need to avoid this. Why are we, perpetuating it you know what i mean so it's 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 a scary time right now i think yeah i i think it's just stoking the fires Mm -hmm. because um with these narratives you you just that's where it causes division and Mm -hmm. with these tragedies people should be like wow that that really you know 
that really hits me like that tremendous loss for any of these families. Like you right. don't even have to be uh, connected to anyone that it actually touched. You can feel and you can empathize with them. Oh yeah. But that's not what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're talking about gun control. We're talking about mental illness. We're talking about video games for fuck's sake. Like, why are we talking about those things, which may contribute to, you know, those are discussions that we can have. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are very, very passionate about it. And I would say I am too. Right. But I think that, um, like I hear, uh, heard a couple of people say, it's like, you know, never waste a good tra- tragedy. So with these people that are in the spotlight, you know, they're steamrolling this in order to, you know, make their careers. So, um, I mean, what what are your thoughts like as of right now? What what should we be focusing on? Our energies uh, should we be, um, you know, what, what what kind of climate are we in right now? We're in a bad climate. I'm gonna fucking say it. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Shit's bad out there, right? People are getting shot. Okay, there are different angles, like you said, right? There's political. There's you know, if they had a manifesto, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, their racial, beliefs, racial, yeah. which have you. But more times than any, I hear a lot of mental illness. And I'm one of those people that's a little passionate about this because I read a really good, compelling article today about these shootings in the New York Times. And this was a couple of years ago, uh, the article, and then they retuned it and rewrote it. And um, I thought the article was brilliant because from a, a healthcare background, I can kind of see the point of view that the writer is taking. And she basically said that mental health and and the shootings and these behavioral issues it's really hard to link the two right how how do you really tell right and you can't put these people in in mental health institutions or wards or something like that because most of that stuff is voluntary you have to kind of meet this criteria to be the involuntary where they just bring you in and you know in the article she had a very similar situation to someone who was involved in the mass shootings and when i read it i just like I could just, it was like I was having a conversation with her. It was so, so, no, on the dot, Mm -hmm. right? The guy who she was interviewing was honest. He, you know, wasn't enraged by certain people. He admitted, like, I would never hurt those people. But then, you know, you would see some kind of thing. You would get this vibe that, hey, you know, something doesn't seem right. It seems a little too quiet, a little too perfect, right? Mm -hmm. And even in the article, she said, well, hypothetically, if we were to admit him, this is the process versus this process. And it just kind of shows you like the process that or the system that's in place for these institutions are really narrow and really specific. So people can't be checked in involuntary. Mm-hmm. And so as as a healthcare professional, she was thinking, well, what do I do now? If I admit this guy and then the court hearing or court officer or the hearing officer that kind of authorizes this releases him after a few days, he's just back out there. If the guy checks out of the hospital or leaves the hospital because he claims he doesn't need or require any medical attention, doesn't take any medication, doesn't you know meet some sort of threshold for firearm prohibition, you know, on paper he looks great. You know, he's he checks out, he's okay. Mm-hmm. They have to let him go. It's like, what do you do to stop that? So it's it, it's not that, oh, this is the two are not related. It's that maybe the connection isn't as strong between mental illness and these shootings. You know, maybe it's just some people are just in a situation where they're scared and they overreact. 
and something bad happens and more bad stuff happens and eventually it spirals out of control right but then you have other people like the guy in El Paso who had a manifesto like you said right he had intentions and direction which he was acting on and it's horrifying that that exists right mm-hmm. but then you look at the guy at Dayton Ohio where the former girlfriend said that he you know he was a troubled young man and he didn't have the right support and all that stuff I can believe that to an extent but when I hear like the hour later that the news pulled up, dug up some information, the kid had been kicked out of high school for having a, a hit list mm-hmm. and a rape list. Like you pull him off a bus, which students who the like the news team interviewed. So they pulled him right off the bus for this list thing because their names were on it. Yeah. And it's like, well, at that point, how do you not do something? That was back in 2016. So it's like, well, hold on. This kid's 24 when the, this happened last week. High school students, what? When they graduate, 18, 19 at the oldest? Yeah. So that happened way back when. Why didn't someone do something back then? Not mental health issues and all that stuff. Literally a police officer or a detective or someone in that 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 industry, any police officer would have seen that. Any lawyer would have seen that and said, hey, if he's got all this stuff... Put two and two together. Like this is this is gonna we need be to get, bad. We need to get a deadly weapon out of you know, or yeah. prevent him from or from keep an extra him. eye on him, make him a person of interest. Mm-hmm. But if that's a sign, I'm I'm sorry, but that's a sign. If you that's have a, a kid in high school yeah. who has this and you catch him, you should be watching him from there on out. Yeah. If he magically appe- like, how did he even get a gun? That's what I want to know. An assault rifle. They were saying he had a max ammo cap uh, capacity of like 250. If he was caught in high school with that list and he was, how did he end up with a gun and not just a handgun, an assault rifle? It was a that's a big gun. It's almost the size of this table. How is that possible? That's not on the mental health industry or uh, mental health. Like people who, need, who work with mental health and disabilities. On the, that has nothing to do with them. That's a failure of our system. Yeah. As a society, we as a system failed him and we failed our own people because we didn't catch it soon enough. So there's no one really to blame. It's just we need to do better. So we as a community. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's where it gets sticky. Right. Because if you're talking about. All right. Hey, you need to have this person on a watch list. Like, yeah, we can put it on a watch list. Now, if he was going to approach to buy a gun, mm-hmm. he needs to go through a background check. So. That red flag is there saying like, hey, he had a That's kill. and through then- a federal sale, uh, salesperson. If it's a private sale, there are no background checks. There are every every sale. If you're on the street, you can have no background check. I mean. But that's why. Okay, I'm Sorry. just okay. I, yeah. I wanted to make sure it wasn't just like some some guy that was selling yeah. guns out of his shop or whatever. No, 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 th- no, this is all street stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you can always go on the street, and you know, it depends on the neighborhood that you like. I wouldn't know where to find a freaking gun, it, like off the um, off the grid. Now for. Other people, it may be a little bit easier. You know somebody that knows somebody can get you a gun. So that, first of all, yeah, makes it incredibly dangerous. Now, if there was a system where you had this red flag, where it's just like, all right, we have this thing happened when you're 16. You had a rape and hit list, all that stuff. Before you can buy this firearm, we, we have to have this system that you need to go through. An application, this, that, and the other thing. And... 
no, no. So hear me out. This is what me trying to prevent like this from happening. But you can't do that because there's no set definitive. Like there's all a bunch of gray area. So it's like, oh well, this person you know, had a couple fights when he was in high school. Do we deny him gun? Or if it's like, you know, he had just a, like, rape and kill list. Like, that's, is that the line? Or, you know, how do you make laws that actually prevent these people from getting guns? And that's the hard part, right, is instituting new laws. Now, that can be overreached, right? Because you can be, all right, you have a certain, um, uh, your search history or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be under scrutiny to prevent you from getting guns? Um, you know, uh, stuff like that. I'm just thinking of can it be abused? And that's, I see, that's I what, see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. A search history versus a physical list. Two different worlds. Yeah. No, I, that's, that's that's you the and guy, me. The guy in but being with a, if you had a list of people you were going to hit and you can kill and rape. That's you a should not be ha- No, I agree. Straight up. You don't have a gun. You don't not. Ha- you should not have a gun. End of story. But some okay. would argue you didn't do anything wrong. You wrote something premeditated well, murder. No, that's it, not premeditated murder. I I just I don't know the laws, you know, for that and everything. Premeditated. Yeah. Come on, man. He had the list. If you have a yes. list, I'm agreeing with you. But I'm saying, <laughs> as far as rule of law, like how how do you do that? Like, can you arrest somebody for just having a list that they wrote in their journal? Just like, oh man, I want to kill this person. Blah blah. blah. Can you arrest them and lock them up for just that? I, I th- that's where no, I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. That's what I don't know. No, 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 no. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. It's like minority yeah. port, the minority report Correct. situation, yeah. right? Okay, okay, that's okay. Makes sense. Okay. But I agree with you. Yeah. It's like yes, that'd be a clear sign of just like no, they don't yeah. need a gun in their hands. Yeah, uh, you can't arrest them, but you can put those hey, you can't buy a gun kind of moments. That's your penalty. Mm-hmm. Can't buy a gun. Can't buy ammunition. Done. Mm-hmm. My my theory, or at least what I thought when I was younger, before all this stuff really got heated up, um, get permits for ammunition. Guns, okay, fine, you can buy them, but if you can't buy the bullets, you can't shoot anyone with it, right? So instead of making ammunition so easy to get, why not put a little more control on that? Well, I mean, you have right? to have you have to do that in California, but I don't know about the rest of the country, but that should be pretty standard. There's not many restrictions on ammunition. Uh, no, I know a couple guys not. who make it at home. You can make it at home, yeah. but also that's ghost guns. Like I, I do know where I can get a, a lower, which is you yeah. know, um, I guess the trigger mecha- mechanism. Mm-hmm. Just it's not built out. Yeah. Um, you know, you can get ghost guns. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, you still have to register them, but yeah, of course. They, they can be off. You can just build it. But so, my question is: Is do you really need a gun? Do I really need a gun? Right. Is is that that's the next question, isn't it? Yeah. After but, gun construct uh, gun control laws and stuff like that, the next question becomes: Why do you even need one? Because it's fun. Someone <laughs> coming after you. Honestly, it's it's fun. So it's rent fun them from guns. range, like everyone else. Why do you need one? Because I'd like to have one, just in case self defense, all that other stuff is Second Amendment. Like it's it's clear. It's written right there. Yeah, but that was written how many years ago when. You know, you didn't have the police and soldiers would come into your homes and red coats. And that's why it was written originally. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's because why they the, knew that the, the government the other amendment that comes along their... is that no soldier couldn't be quartered in your house without your permission. Same rule. 
same same mentality when they probably wrote that right i'm not a constitutional scholar but i would figure if i were a colonial back then i would want a gun to keep a soldier out of my house if he refused to leave my house that's not the issue now that's not a concern now soldiers don't post up in people's homes they Just could saying, right if we didn't have that, that yeah but you have police for that just for, saying. Yeah, for even local then, protection. And even then, local protection, you could use a handgun. What's the point of an assault rifle? What's the point of assault guns, assault weapons? Why do civilians need to have that? Right? That, isn't that part of the next question? No. If, if why not, if I can't ask why have them at all, then why then I should ask why do you need assault rifles? But what like so the same argument, why do we need vehicles that go over the speed limit? So these things are just like it's the freedom, right? I guess. And we don't need these things to, you know. But so when I speed, I go. I don't go with the intention of killing something. Just saying. Well, neither are guns, but it's just like for self-defense. Really? Yeah. Guys self-defense. Who, who, who carry like AR-15s to go hunting. Really? Okay. You could do All right. That's, could, that's, that's, you kill could do people. With, I was thinking kill people, but yeah. like, yeah. But you know what? People say, oh, well, I need the guns for hunting. And then they Never somehow hunt. magically end up in some sort of crazed person that decides to like bulldoze down some people with some bullets. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's the excuse they tell the clerk. I'm going to go buy a gun for hunting. And I get this huge assault rifle and bad shit happens from there. They can. So or my they question get is, it out of some uncle's lockbox. Like, yeah, but know. even the uncle had a purchase at some point. But what I'm saying is, why? Why even have the assault rifles or the assault weapons? Because it's fun. I've shot them. They're fun. Cool. <laughs> yeah. But I don't need one in my home. I have a better option. You can just rent it. Yeah. You have a good point. Like, we don't need them. But it is. It's fun. Yes. But yeah. you can go to a designated, safe, regulated zone or place, like a gun range, and rent the guns and the ammunition. That's what I do. But the criminals don't do that. But I have no <laughs> desire to buy a gun for my own. You know, me, it's a little bit different because there's... Look, there's going to be a time that I just don't foresee and it's just it's going to be life or death. And then I'd rather have that that gun handy, which in California, they don't make, you know, you have to have it on box and then another box with the ammo in it. So really, they tied my hands behind my back if somebody so were to come hurt, hurt death, me so, or my family. So in that circumstance, it wouldn't even matter if you have a gun or not. That's true. So why even have it? So gotcha. Because <laughs> I, I refuse to be a victim. Like, I'm not going to be a victim. Use so a like, weapon. Carry a blade on you. You want to have to deal with the two boxes. What do we need? What do we need knives? So you don't use a gun. So you don't need two <laughs> boxes. So that if you're in that life and death situation, you can pull out a knife that's in your pocket versus grabbing a gun from a box and going to another box to grab ammunition, then loading the gun and then using it. But would the same argument be there if we had just mass stabbings? If somebody was going out and just stabbing a bunch of people? I'm just saying it was 30 seconds. The guy killed nine people. If he had a blade and cops were there, it would have been a lot less. Maybe. Pretty sure. When people get stabbed, they don't look around like, oh my god, he got stabbed, and the guy goes to the next guy stabbed. Remember that stand-up comedian we watched <laughs> and that was his bit? Yeah, that's probably the smartest thing. Stab look at the guy that's getting stabbed. No, you're running. That number wouldn't have been as high if that was a knife. Yeah. It's it's bad as it being, death is still bad. Mm-hmm. Losing life is horrible, tragedy. Yeah. But the number wouldn't have been as high. I'd agree. Yeah. Same with El Paso. Same with all the other shootings. Yes. There you go. That's my point. But I don't think taking away guns. No. I'm not saying take away guns. No, no. Okay. I'm not saying take away guns. Okay. So I think that's the argument where it's just like, hey, I don't want to just take guns. I want to get them out of the people's Mm -hmm. hands where it's going to actually be, you know. So 
what we do, we try to have these mandatory, you know, I guess, um, universal background checks. We have bullet buttons. We have all this stuff that just, you know, pretty much tie law-abiding citizens, like, you know, just make them jump through these hoops, right? Mm-hmm. Law-abiding citizens, they do all this shit mm-hmm. just so they can have their guns, right? Mm-hmm. You make them less fun. You don't <laughs> when you when you go out like the it's just not there. But then you still have criminals that can go straight to the source and just buy a weapon. That's true. And then commit these crimes. That's, so that's the quote unquote underworld, right? You can't control that. That's existing because of the actual regulations of, that we have on guns. Yeah. So perhaps that what curtails 10 percent, 20 percent of shootings, which is great. Any sort of difference is great. But like, are we really preventing the wrong people from getting guns or are we just making a log biting citizen do citizens remember, do you remember a time, time before assault rifles were allowed i don't but i know it was before we were born because i know they weren't allowing assault rifles during you know after world war ii people weren't carrying assault rifles after that they weren't doing that when they had the commie searches in the 60s and 70s i think you're talking about Automatic weapons, automatic weapons, assault weapons, anything that shoots more than 20 bullets at a faster rate than most people can run away. So these rifles are semi-automatic, but But, okay, say assault weapons, right? So that before you weren't allowed to get assault weapons, I want to know what America looked like before then. There had to been a time, right? At some point, they had to have made some law where it allows that. No, because was, these, these guns have been in existence for a while. The semi-automatic weapon. We used to have automatic weapons okay. that were legal. You could go into a store and actually buy automatic yeah. weapons. You can't okay. do that anymore. You Correct. have to have a certain, you know, like high yeah, class, yeah, yeah. whatever, um, license for that. So but that goes into the same argument, right? Those kind of weapons is a reason why you can't do that now, right? Assault weapons, assault weapons might be the next thing, right, that they take away. But the question is. The guy who created these weapons didn't make them for civilians. He made them for a military purpose. So my question is, was there a time in the country or in the States where people didn't have that? People didn't have assault rifles because they didn't have an E. They didn't sell them. What did that America look like? What was the gun violence then? How come we always, everyone talks about the Second Amendment. Oh, I have the right to bear guns. But yet, somehow, other countries around the world don't allow guns and they do just as fine as just as fine as we do they have their freedoms they have their economy and their rights why are we the only country that that lives by this law that we have to say hey we have to have the second amendment we need to have guns is that also the reason oh it is that we're probably the country with the highest level or highest rate of gun violence pretty sure we are i'm not quoting myself or quoting exactly but I'm I have a feeling we're pretty much there yeah I don't know the statistics on that either like per capita type type stuff I'm we have gonna, tons I'm of gonna, guns I'm gonna google right now I'm sorry well I'm just saying uh, we, we have tons of guns uh, but I will say that these assault weapons don't make up the majority of these uh, or at least deaths gun deaths in America we are the country with the highest rate of gun violence and gun violence that causes death, we also are number one. Great thing to be number one in how we don't need guns. That's my <laughs> argument. But for the people who love their Second Amendment, like me. keep your handguns. Keep your hunting rifles. There's no need for an automatic, semi-automatic, or an assault rifle, in my opinion. 
But why are we taking or why are we using right, that take, one weapon as a scapegoat? I'll take semi-automatics away because that pretty sure there's semi-automatic handguns, I feel like. Yes. But I meant assault rifles. So let's just stick to that one. You don't need an assault rifle. Really? You need an AR-15 to to break kill the guy that breaks in your house? A handgun would do so just take, the same so job. So an AR isn't classified as an assault weapon? It isn't? No, an assault rifle. Oh, no. I always thought it was. No, no, no. But that's that's just a common misconception. But yeah. Sorry, listeners. I'm like really bad at gun knowledge. No, no. So I, I understand the argument, though. Yeah. It's just like something that looks like it should be used you know in fallujah not uh mm-hmm. you know on the <laughs> you know in the back country so yeah. um i can understand that especially from somebody like i'm not saying you but yeah. for someone that has never been around guns the first time i was around guns i think it was like probably 22 something like that okay. when i f- first held the gun i was just like i mean my heart was pumping i was just oh, like so is mine man i remember that moment i mean i was just like this thing can kill somebody mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know but for some americans they've never been exposed to it or they've been exposed to it all their lives right and it's just that threshold where it's just like it's kind of like a car you see if all you saw was just car accidents right you probably wouldn't get into a car but you know we don't really associate car accidents fatalities all that stuff with like we i've made this argument before but as far as car accidents, if that's all you saw, you would uh, be a lot. You would lo- be a little yeah, hesitant to get in yeah, the car. Yeah, it would be a lot. Of, it would be warped. I see your argument, but I don't know, man. There's no, no I, I, I understand. It's like, weapons, you don't like, need this big gun. It's just like, but it's you fun. You can do the damage. I have the gun. freedom to have this rifle and if, use it responsibly. If fun is what you want, go rent it at the shooting range. That's all fine and dandy. Those businesses are secured they're safe they have operators they have people to make sure things are done correctly safe want fun go do it there but there's no need for my neighbor to carry an assault weapon because he feels like it because if i had kids and they're walking on my street whatever and shit goes down this guy just defends hey i'm defending my home his bullet goes through his wall or his window and hits someone that's on him True. That can happen more often than any. Because how many of those people who have those big-ass guns in their homes who claim self-defense know how to shoot it properly? Who have good aim? Who can control it in the heat of a moment when someone breaks into their house? Well, if we had more places where you could actually train, at least in California, that'd be a little bit different. So I have the argument, if if you have a gun, use it responsibly. Mm-hmm. Why? Why is your neighbor? Why does he have any sort of? Why does he even need it? Argument like if I live in a safe neighborhood, which I do, why would my neighbor even need it? Self defense. From who? You live in a safe neighborhood. Granted, if you live in in the counter argument, I understand is oh, if you live in a bad neighborhood and bad stuff happens, yeah, self defense may be required. Okay. And we were looking this at a very city. Just imagining a guy walking out on his porch with a giant gun, and I just see little kids playing on their tricycles. I'm pretty sure that's not the sight any parent would want, or any adult would want, for that matter. I'm playing devil's advocate, I know, but it's like, no, I I I don't understand that. That is that is. I would rather him carry like. A shotgun or like a hunting rifle to protect himself, right? <laughs> but I feel we a little safer with that for some reason versus the guy with a giant and that's, machine and gun. And that's that's kind of the disconnect where it's just like, okay, if you have a bunch of guns just laying there, right? Yeah. You have your hunting rifles, which has a lot of wood on it, and uh-huh. then you have the black, like, you know, assault rifle that everyone, you know, yeah. uh, the news and all that portrays. Everyone's gonna look at that black rifle and be like, oh yeah, like that one. We gotta ban that one. But then we're just like, oh well. This one has actually a bigger, uh, caliber. Or bigger caliber bullet, 
and it can shoot a lot faster than this one as far as you know any type of mechanism has a bump stock like all that other stuff i guess but again i just don't see the virtue of having assault weapons at homes that's for military use and i don't get me wrong i've shot those kind of guns before but i was out of range i had an instructor with me the entire time and it's not that i'm Mm anti-gun i enjoy going into the range and having my peace and quiet but I just don't see the virtue of it. Like, I just don't understand if, if my neighbor walked out with that and said, oh, it's for self-defense and he's the nicest guy in the universe. It's fine. I'm just thinking, how bad is my neighborhood for him to have that? Right? That's what's going in my head. Not that, oh, I feel safer with my neighbor having that gun. Probably should, right? <laughs> no, I would put double panel windows that are bulletproof in my freaking windows. And it depends on his, you know, on his mannerisms, yeah. right? If he's talking to himself, he's going to the mailbox, like, you Shit, know, if he pops got a couple, in my if head. He, if he pops a couple pills, how the hell am I know? If he starts shooting through his house and through the windows, that hits me or my kid or my family, whatever, I'm going to be holding the finger and be like, yo, dude, get your shit. Get it in order. Now, is it the pill's fault, though? Huh? Is, is it the narcotics that he took? You know? Whatever. Like, <laughs> you, if he didn't have the gun, he wouldn't have been doing that. He would have been crazy in his own house, right? If he was popping pills, quote unquote, right? He would have been his hunting knife he's, and he's, you know, swinging it around. Yeah, but if my doors and windows are locked. Oh my God. <laughs> you're, just, you're just not seeing the argument here. Like, no, I do. I do. I, 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 I empathize. Walking around no, with no, a knife. No, no. Just enclose him in an area and then lock yourself in your house, aka just live in your house. And nothing could happen to you. No, you should not be in fear if your neighbor is like some crazy dude and he has a lot of guns. Like, no, I, I think that is not a good way to, to live, first of all. But also, you shouldn't be in fear of your life. But if you had guns in your house, would you feel a little bit safer? No, I'd be keeping 911 <laughs> on speed dial. They're not going to get there in time. This crazy guy is going to come into your house. And- it would be really cool, though, if I could just tear my house into another, like, spy gadget houses, oh, bulletproof yeah. everything. I'd be fine. Yeah, the, you know, safe house. Like, uh, was it Jodie Foster? That was a good movie. Creepy a little bit, but good. Yeah. 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 But nevertheless, it's just, I'm not anti-gun. Just anti-assault weapons. That's it. Assault-looking weapons. Assault-looking weapons. Yeah. Assault weapons in general. But it's like, I just don't see the virtue. I, I mean, do because if, every... If you have the facilities, like I said, oh, if we train better, we would be better shots. But if you train really well with a handgun, for example, or like a rifle, like a hunting rifle, the guy comes in your house, you just shoot him in the head. Well, two in if the center mass. If then you that... train, right, and you practice as much as these enthusiasts choose to ch- practice... Wouldn't you have become a good shot with a handgun as well? Couldn't you have just done that? Yeah. Now, one well-placed in the head. And, well, hold on. And if you want to have your quote-unquote fun, you can still rent the damn gun at the range. What's wrong with doing it like that? I just don't see the the harm in setting things up that way. Yes, it's changing the order of ways, and we're changing the way the Second Amendment's being facilitated. Yeah, but you could prevent a little more damage that way just saying but really the argument that i'm seeing is just like okay it's big it's scary i don't want it around me type of deal because handguns it's like oh you know i kind of like the you know the look of those they're small you can hide them all that stuff but this big black gun you can't hide that i don't like it people shouldn't have it so that's my whole thing where it's you're really going to take away somebody else's rights in order for you to feel but I guess the question now becomes, is it a right you should have? Why do you need it? Not even a right that you should have. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Why do you need to have that right? 
for the same reason the founding fathers implemented it in the first place. Which is? To actually protect yourself against your neighbor. It wasn't your, your neighbor no, 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 they were trying no, no. to say that to. Or the government. That- or the government. If if I people do they just have way too much trust in the government. If they come and try to, you know, take your rights away, they're just like, all right. I'm, I'm not, not trusting my government. They say a lot of these mass shootings have to do with mental illness. That is not trusting my government. I do not trust that statement. I do not trust our government in that regards. Yeah, but if they if they're gonna take all the guns away, people are not that trusting of government these days. Have you not realized that? Uh, you know, I feel like they want to take people's rights away all the time, and people are like, yeah, yeah, take away our rights, take away our guns, take away our freedom of speech. Oh my gosh, all that's saying take away freedom of speech, and no one is saying take away guns. They want tighter gun control. Well, the whole political atmosphere right now, the left is just like, hey, you know, you need to yeah, all these people on the right. Of, they're a bunch of crazies. I'm not gonna lie, on the left, and I am a Democrat myself, but. Well, there's leftists. Leftists. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's Not leftists. All of us are that crazy. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, there's, you know, there's people in the center. There's, like, classical liberals. There's, you know. Oh. And then there's just crazy leftists. Far, far, far away left. And and that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's they're, like they're instituting crazy. socialism. So, that's taking away your guns, all this stuff. You can't protect yourself. You have no rights. Everything, like, I just, that's what I'm afraid of. I, just, <laughs> I look at other countries that don't have guns in them. And they're fine. I just don't understand why do we have to have this. There are so many other amazing countries out there that don't have guns, and yet they're thriving. A lot of them, some of them are doing well, better than us. Some they of them are doing exist. better than us. They could be. They are in some areas. Like in, in some areas, yeah, okay. But like, I'll, I'll say the EU, like massive influx of refugees. I was going to say the U.S. I was just going to say the U.K. They don't allow citizens to carry guns. Or it's against the law. Or <laughs> knives. Their cops carry them. Same as we find there. I haven't heard of a mass shooting there. And I watch BBC all the time with my parents. Yeah. Don't hear of any mass robberies or, you know, mass shootings or anything like that. Nope. Never heard of that. They don't have that there. But I would... Uh, Granted, it, it, was, wary it was probably like mass to, rapes to, to touch back like on the argument that you had. Yeah. They are the country that forced us to have this law way back when when the founding fathers wrote this law. Yes, they are that country, right? Because that's who we were fighting. Yeah. But they changed. And it worked. Why can't we do the same? Well, I mean, was it... Didn't they abolish slavery like before we did as well? Yeah. So... I'm not going to say like every other country is not on the same page. I wish they were. Well, with America? <laughs> no. With like countries like the UK, minus the whole Brexit shit. But like... Hong Kong, same place. Uh, New Zealand, same thing. Uh, Australia, very similar. You don't hear mass shootings there. When you did that one time in New Zealand, God rest those people's souls, it was a political terrorist. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. But that was so rare. How many times have we seen that in our childhood, in our lifetimes, you and I, in this country? Well, a lot more in the last five, ten years. More than we should ever have to count. That's the answer. Okay. It shouldn't have ever agree happened, with that. right? Yeah. It should never happen. Mashing should yeah. never happen, period. Yeah. yeah. But it does here. Yeah. I just think the implementation, that's that's all it is. It's yeah. like, don't take people's rights away without, you know. My, my only yeah. argument is just to not sell assault weapons. The, the law can say the way, the same the way it is. Just don't sell those. Yeah. But just, as far as gun violence, though, pistols are the main culprit. Are they? Yeah. Of gun deaths in America, that it's pistols. Yeah. So if you tack on suicides, um, all that stuff. A little yeah, bit harder that, to do that with no, a long no, no, rifle. No, that, that's a little different. You can't tack those together. 
because we are talking about mass shootings. You can't tack on suicide. No, no. So mass shootings. Huh? You know, that's uh, you're tacking I think, on, you're I think tacking that's going to be as gun violence overall. That argument would make sense. But in the argument we're having in this conversation, which is mass shootings, which is the subject of today, you cannot put those under that category. Not a mass shootings, no. No. But gun violence? Gun violence, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so, that point, you're absolutely right. Yeah. But that's not what we're discussing today. Okay. We're talking about mass shootings, right? All right. That's what we're here for. Okay. All right. And Keep me on task right yeah, now. Yeah. I'm sorry, okay. buddy. But like, I don't know. I just, I'm like really puzzled by this. Like I spent a good 45 minutes just like rereading laws on, on gun control. Um, it's really, really freaking confusing. As far as like the just in- actual law that's written for gun control, like the regulation, it, yeah, it, it like, it like hurts or- to read. I read the federal one. Oh, I God. Yeah, it was super confusing. So I was just like, there's probably a bunch of loopholes that I didn't see. But again, I just feel like tying gun control, yes. But ultimately, we shouldn't be selling or having available assault weapons. That's just my whole argument there. You know, I'm not anti-gun. Keep yeah. the guns that you have now. But we shouldn't be selling into assault weapons. That's just my whole thing right there. Because I, I can't, I, I don't want to be the person who's the hypocrite saying, oh, we should ban all guns, but then they're going to turn around like, yeah, well, Yash, you enjoy going to the shooting range. Like, true. But it's in a controlled environment and I don't own a gun. But you can't take away the people who live and die by that Second Amendment, which is fine. You know, there, there's, it's there for a reason and it hasn't been removed for a reason, right? But is it really necessary to have an assault weapon? Right. It's not like uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like I, I know you're it's trying not to, absolutely necessary, yeah. especially like just the world it's we just live the in. Desire. We are in this postmodern society where yeah. it's like all of our needs are met. I mean, trying to starve in America is pretty damn hard. Like, yeah. I'm not I'm not. I just, yeah, I, yeah. Get, I get what you're saying. It's just yeah. like I'm just puzzled by it. I just don't have I just don't get it. Like, it's just like. We, we always have these conversations. We always, it's just a, the conversation just keeps going in a cycle, right? And there's no solution. No one actually has a solution. And, and that's gets, the thing. It never because gets addressed. If we could actually address the problem where it's like, okay, we can get these people before they do these heinous acts. Mm-hmm. And you have, so you have extremists on one side that says like, hey, ban all guns. And it's just like, okay, you're taking rights away from all these Americans. I think it's, oh man, I forgot how many guns technically but i think it's like 150 half of america owns a gun or something like that it's huge that's crazy and so when we take all that and you just take people's rights away like where, where does it end yeah then it's the slippery know, slope right yeah to socialism <laughs> to socialism okay sure and, cool. and every good but. you know communist genocide like always started with take away the guns and fascist, oh. and, you know, and you know, fascist, fascist people who wanted to genocide other people. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was the Socialist Party. Before <laughs> it. <laughs> but no, I get what you're saying, right? But then that's where my argument comes into play, where it's like you're not banning all weapons. You're just banning a certain type. That's all I'm saying. I'm not banning the amendment. I'm not banning guns. I'm banning a certain type of gun, which they've done in the past. Certain guns with certain like modifications, they ban certain things or something like that. Uh, I've well, seen automatic weapons. Yeah. So, you right. know, perfect example. So, yeah. why can't the assault weapon be next? But the, I'm just saying. I, and I know yeah. what you're saying. It's yeah. the desire. People need to have their needs meet, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's fun, et cetera. But it's not curtailing the actual cause, right? You don't know because it's never been done. You can't say that. You don't know that. I think that's a fair argument. It, you can't say, oh, it, it can't curb it because we've never done it. 
like you said earlier, right? Assault weapons have always been available to sale to American citizens since the creation of them. Is that what you told me earlier? Yeah. Yes, correct. So then it's never been done before if you take them off the market. Yeah. And yes, people can get it through the black market through some guy in the back hood <laughs> of a shady neighborhood. And that's and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's the violence there. But where do they get that from? It'd be a lot harder to have those available to sell in those shady neighborhoods if they weren't so available easily on the market. Yeah, but the black market's the black market. They come from everywhere. You crack, I, I, I don't, then you I don't, crack down. I don't claim to. If you, if you ban assault weapons, then you have to crack down on all that stuff. You have to track it. Eventually, it will reduce it. But well, we, we don't know until we try. So and Eric we've never Holder tried. Tried to, tried to do that. He sold a bunch of guns to the Mexican cartel, lost them, you know, all that stuff. But, you know, we, we, tr- we, try, we, we try different things and try to try to curb it. War on drugs, like all these different things. I just that story that, about Mexico is exactly why we should ban those kind of weapons. That's exactly why. Because was who was that guy, by the way? I've never Eric Holder. Him. He was uh, Obama's uh, secretary or... Attorney General. So he's a citizen, not a military personnel. No. So he wasn't a contractor. He was just a regular guy. And he bought those guns (laughs) and went to a foreign country and sold them to the cartel. So if he couldn't buy those guns from the get-go, he couldn't sell them to the cartel. That's the argument. But they're not just made in America, though. Then that's fine. You can't stop another country from producing guns. Then you enter a lot of issues and trade <laughs> trade <market. laughs> crash the market I'm sorry I'm so sorry then we're buying uh, military grade weapons on wish <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the argument I'm not I'm not saying ban all this stuff just hey yeah, just I, I just uh, pump the brakes on this right? it's like, necessary to only ban one type of gun <laughs> one gun that looks scary so if it was made of wood like would you know I don't know that's something for someone who has more experience and more, I guess you can say, comprehension of the law to really understand that and to really talk about that. I can't say that. You know my argument. Yeah. And that's, that's the whole thing. It's yeah. just like if there was an actual solution that just said, hey, we're taking, we're taking the guns from the criminals, mm-hmm. all the sick people, all the people that want to hurt other people. This is our solution. It's like, great. What is it? Or I guess. How do you do attack this on? And doesn't take the rights from uh, U.S. Yeah. U.S. citizens. The question becomes, how do you do it now? That sounds like the greatest solution in the world, but how do you do it? Yeah, and that's what we haven't found. And that's that's I where I, I come in. I have a feeling it will never be found, but I don't think it will ever be found. I just feel like the way this country is, it will never change. Because people will hold on to the Second Amendment, and then you have your liberals who will But you have push. to. It's in the Bill of Rights. Like To imagine that when the Founding Fathers actually wrote the Constitution... They added the Bill of Rights because it's like, hey, you know, we should add these to make them explicit. Right. But then you had another part of it was like, oh, citizens aren't that stupid. They know these are, you know, actually inalienable rights. Like they all know that stuff. Yeah. So they actually had to write out the Bill so of Rights. So I guess this is a little off subject now. This comes go. Yeah. This is going to be more of the law. When did we start seeing the Bill of Rights as archaic? Those laws were written in 1776 and 1700s. When do we see in the 21st century that? That's no longer an issue. That's not a, that's old, old fashioned. It was written by, I hate to say this, but old white men. How does that address society's needs today? So they never made it to. They said, like, these 
are I the know. inalienable rights that we're going to make this skeleton. That's why they didn't inalienable say like, hey, that. only white men that own property can vote. They, mm-hmm. they they didn't explicitly say that. They said, here's the framework. Right. Now we'll work off this and then whatever they want to build upon it. And they totally did. That, and they yeah. did. And that became the Constitution, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. All those documents were influenced by other documents that are no longer interpreted as, or as a new formation of law. Magna Carta. Right. How mm-hmm. ancient is that? Do we still stick to it? To an extent, but there's so many variations and understandings of it, interpretations. The law itself has changed. Mm-hmm. When do we start seeing that with the Bill of Rights? Would that ever happen? I don't think it would. Because, because inalienable rights means that I don't think that means for eternity. I think it means they can be changed upon the decision. And back then, laws were different for people like you and I, right? We yeah. were not considered a full person. You and Very I. Very true. Yeah. Women weren't allowed to vote. They weren't. They probably weren't even allowed to own property. That has changed. Yeah. So the so constitution we, allowed the flexibility yes, for that. But when do we change the archaic laws that are no longer necessary? Even if it's not say say if it's not the Bill of Rights, this is just a general question. But I think right? cherry pick like so. No, no, but no, 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 no. It's not just the Bill of Rights. It's just in general mm-hmm. rules and regulations or laws or whatever you want to call them were created way back when, right? When do we change those? Not just modify change either get rid of or just update from the source that's my question when do yep. we change the bill of rights to affect everything else in the constitution can we first of all will we and how do we do that that's that's where i wanted to kind of lean into this combo but yeah no that's a uh, great question but because i, I would, would be very curious to see how that works because i would lean that we don't because when it was created it was I don't want to say like the founding fathers were just like this all powerful being that was just like, Hey, we're the arbiters of this new (laughs) world. Right. But I think that they had the, you know, just, just to be able to look forward and say like, okay, this is our society. This is what people, these are the basic rights that people need to have. Right. Let's knock out the basics. If they want to go, you know, down the line and all that stuff and change things. But this is what stays for a citizen. This is what, makes America America. This is why we left and you can't change these. So that's what I'm saying. So like the amendments that are tacked on Mm -hmm. slowly brought other people into the fold, you know, as far as full citizenship. That's why we have different amendments, 14th, 15th and 16th amendment. Because they could have, yeah, they could have just been like, you know what? That's why they're called amendments. You're African American blacks, you know, the Negroes, they can never vote, vote Uh, women. They can't vote either. Like they 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 were considered property back then. Slaves, African-Americans. Yeah. So all of that stuff is just like, hey, just Negroes are property. There will always be property that's in the Bill of Rights. under the Bill of Rights, it's protection of property. There's protection of property within the Bill of Rights under one of the bills. I'm not sure which one it is. Yeah. And then an amendment. Yeah. Yeah. That changed it, right? But that's only because of the interpretation of the law of a human being itself. And that's happened after uh, prohibition. That's not prohibition. I'm sorry. Emancipation. Yeah, I, I know what you meant. Yeah, um, um, I'm just curious. Like, will we ever see that? And if you're saying what you're saying is true, then it doesn't change. Then when do we change laws to you know do what laws were originally intended to do, which was to prevent someone from doing something, yeah, to prevent crime, like or I guess to infringe on other people's rights. Like right. that's where <laughs> uh, I you need I'm a law to not do, not to do something, but not to not do something. Like not to shoot someone. Which right? is usually the punishment. But is of, that really infringing on someone's rights? Yeah. Are you serious? What? I just somebody, said you create shooting? a law. Oh, uh, Laws oh, are sorry. created not to do something, but 
to prevent someone from doing like it's laws are created not to do something but to not do something correct right so that's what i'm saying like like not shooting someone you have a law that prevents you from shooting someone and you said oh no that's all right are you serious no no I know it's no, late, Josh. No, 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 no. I thought what you were saying was is so, is is you or someone shooting somebody else a, a violation of their rights. I was like, yeah, the right to life. Yeah, like, exactly. uh, no, no. Okay, we're. I'm agreeing with something different. Yeah, yeah. You said, you, so. Yeah, sorry, I might have said it too quickly, but no worries. But um, it's just I don't know, man. I just I always think about that kind of stuff. I'm starting to think more about it. Like, what if, what would life be like if we didn't have guns? What if the invention never got created? What would today look like? That'd be way. Uh... I don't know. That it's just mind-boggling because you think like Stone Age or like the Roman Empire time. At least that's where my mind goes to for some reason. Slaughter all the time. Wars like it was constant warfare. There was like peace was not even a thing back then, and it's no, crazy because I, I think no you would still have all the wars that you would have all throughout history. But instead of using guns, they would use swords, bows, and arrows, and whatever manifestation of that kind of weaponry, and it'd be slaughtered just like the regular the wars that we've already had in history. You'd still see, you'd probably still have the Civil War. You still have World War One, World War Two. They weren't sparked by the gun; it was sparked by assassination. And uh, World War II was sparked by the advancement and the growth and development of the Nazis, right? Yeah. So it's like that wasn't sparked because of a gun. It was sparked because of an action, person-on-person action kind of thing, right? Yeah. So I don't think... So you take away guns, like, is... is does just violence switch it happen? out. Just switch it out. Just switch it out. You'd still have the same carnage. Just, <laughs> so just somebody with a bow and arrow, just like, <laughs> being a hawk, I shouldn't laugh The Crusades, that, it happened. The Crusades happened. Alexander the Great did march all the way with his army to India and slaughtered everyone in between. Mm-hmm. That did exist. Genghis Khan did wipe out Persia. That all did exist. It's, you might laugh or giggle, but that wasn't too far long ago. N- not relatively, no. The Brits did that when we first... Shit, before the colonies. Mm-hmm. How do you think the British did it? They didn't have their little matchlock rifles or musket guns the entire time they built the empire. Yeah, even just the imperial like expansion of all these countries, European countries. How do you think they did it? You think the conquistadors walked over to South America with guns? Probably not. They had sabers and spears and horses. They probably did have guns towards yeah. the end. Yeah, they they had. Pretty I'm sure pretty they sure they had gunpowder okay. and all that. Yeah, maybe back guns. Then. Yeah, no, they no they but, they really did. Yeah, but after the first wave of shots, the Mayans or whoever was there, the Native Americans, they went toe to toe with them with swords and blades and other handheld weapons. Because you didn't have to, by the time you reloaded, you'd probably be shot or with an arrow mm-hmm. or something, right? The yeah. odds were that would happen. But just um, just switch it out. It'd still be the same carnage. Might be even bloodier, to be honest. But imagine what that would look like now. Imagine cops with bow and arrows. I'm just thinking of superheroes right now, and it's just really funny in my head. <laughs> I hesitate to. <laughs> we, we went from such a serious topic, and now we're just. I don't know. I, don't know. I know. I just. Yeah. It was no, a little I like, too you know, deep. No, I had to lighten it up. I'm yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm trying to as well. I'm this was like, like super uh, intense that... for Josh and I because we are very passionate about this stuff, and though we see in two different lights, we have the same argument. We agree on it. Um, it just had to lighten it up. I mean, 
Yeah, you know, I've been heavy. watching the news for four days, and this is all I've seen, so it, it's like super depressing. And I'm not that kind of person. Well, I even told you before we started the podcast, I was like, man, I'm so exhausted about this, <laughs> like, like emotionally drained. Like, I, I just can't, I can't do it. I was ready to do a vaccination conversation, but you wanted to do guns today, so here we are. Yeah, it was, it was just on my mind, and like, I just had to say my piece for sure, man, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it, this is my therapy. <laughs> no, dude, talk away. All right, so, um, yeah so uh, so final arguments or final final statements final statements so. yeah so uh right now in the world that we live in the, the political climate uh the power of the media all these things are really culminating i think that we need to look uh you know really deep within our communities uh, ourselves as well and you know have those discussions that challenge our beliefs um and then need to find it's not just middle ground it's just like actual solutions so um you know i'm just a big stickler like you know not taking away people's rights because uh that's that's something that's just huge for me like you you don't take those away lightly um and giving them away lightly is is um it's just not uh it's it's untenable for an american civilization i guess uh and american values so that is uh those, those are my final thoughts with uh, okay. this uh, and i just want to say like this is another tragedy that didn't need to happen i'm all up for solutions mm-hmm. and um yeah that's the, those are my final thoughts okay um for myself just <sighs> it's a lot of horror out there try to look for the light you know, it's, it's kind of grim right now and it's dark all around you and try to look for that light. You know, this is a tragedy. Tragedy. We've seen more than we should have in one lifetime. It should never happen, but it does. Um, as for the, the whole argument with gun control and stuff like that, um, it stated before what my thoughts are. You know, maybe we should disband a certain type, but I understand the counter argument as well. Um, but I do believe that we shouldn't ban all guns, but we should work closer with local law enforcement with our communities to be aware of what's happening with our younger generation right these people who are who are engaging in these actions that hurt other people and kill other people we as a community need to step up and hey if we spot this out if we see this happen we have to act not as one one person here and there but as a community to support that person so we can ultimately prevent something like this from happening mm-hmm. um, that's my final take uh you know, it is a tragedy and my, my prayers go out to the families who have lost people in, in the past couple of weeks for mass shootings and stuff like that. So with that being said, uh, thank you and good night. Yeah, um, actually, I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I want to back it up. Just one more point before we wrap up. Uh, have you ever heard of the term incel? I have not. So uh, an incel is an involuntary celibate. So it's usually tacked on to men uh, because... You know, just women have it like that. But uh, as an involuntary involuntary celibate, um, it would be a man that um, just can't get pussy, like basically. But it breeds a lot of frustration, and it's actually, um, you know, they become recluses. We've talked about this before. How men can kind of get in that. Um, uh, where they just pull away from a community, they're all by themselves, all that stuff, and then it breeds to violence uh, or breeds 
a mentality of violence. Now, um, for this type of community, they've kind of been shunned and also ridiculed as well. They don't really find a lot of solace because, like, first they're made fun of um, from all sorts of directions. Also, uh, they feel hopeless because, <clears throat> for the most part, like, they're... Um, have failure starts so they haven't been able to move out of their parents home they're like 40 stuff like that Mm. um so very troubled people but we don't take that into consideration like you know these can be things that kind of steamroll where it's like they get cyberbullying and then you know they lash out they actually have those markers where they're saying like you know hey i want to kill these people oh you know women are whores blah 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 um so then those are the type of markers that we go on that go unnoticed before mm-hmm. they do something. So yeah, violence. we as so, a community have to be aware of those. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, and then just gotcha. like you know, bring up red flags. But kind of kind of just wanted to bring that up. Uh, not a lot of people may know about that, but um, yeah. So uh, those are our final thoughts. But uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace out. Thanks again, listener, for tuning into the podcast. We do appreciate any comments or feedback on any sort of channels where you're listening to the podcast right now. Actually, this is an interactive experience, so if you are interested in leaving us a voice message, you can download the Anchor app, which is on Apple or Google Store. Once you download the app, you can find us and leave an audio message, which will be played back on the next episode right here, and you'll be featured and you'll be tagged and all that good stuff. So leave us some feedback and also an audio message. It does help us. Again, if you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, you can find us at calendly.com slash jcjstreet32. Again, that's calendly.com slash jcjstreet32. See you next time.